In the name of the one God who creates, redeems, and makes us holy. The Bartimaeus story in Mark concludes a short travel narrative that bridges Jesus' Galilean ministry to his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. The account itself serves as a concluding bookend to a section in which blindness is the unifying theme. It begins with restoring the sight of the blind man at Bethsaida, and then confronting the spiritual blindness among his closest disciples, who seem either unwilling or unable to accept the radical and subversive claim of God's inbreaking kingdom revealed in Jesus' prediction of his betrayal, suffering, and death. On his way to Jerusalem, Jesus seeks to cure their blindness as well as ours. Our passage begins as Jesus is on his way out of Jericho, which is only about 15 miles down the road from Jerusalem. He has half the town tagging along. A local and known blind beggar, Bartimaeus, cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. This is the first time that anyone but a demon or a disciple has called Jesus by this title. In proclaiming him son of David, He's alluding to the Messiah, who is the Davidic king that will restore Israel. This reaches its climax in the next chapter with Jesus' entry into Jerusalem. Those surrounding Jesus discourage Bartimaeus from seeking him. They make it difficult for this outsider to be seen. However, he is not dissuaded by their rude rebukes. Despite Jesus just talking to the disciples in the previous section about the first being last, Mark reports that none of the disciples raised any objection when Bartimaeus is ordered to be silent. Only when Jesus calls him, Do they offer encouragement? Jesus doesn't upbraid them for their blindness to someone in need. He simply tells them to call Bartimaeus for him. He points the way for them to see how to be the disciples they need to become. Bartimaeus refuses to be defined by his circumstances or the judgments of others. He persists until his shouts are recognized. His persistence sets in motion a wave of mercy, blessing, and change. He is seen, and Jesus calls him. Those around him call him. 
they become witnesses to and vessels of mercy. The cry of need that caused Bartimaeus to be shunned becomes the occasion for them to see God's final intention for all of creation. This glimpse, this seeing, is the miracle. It's what focuses eyes on what really matters, pointing beyond the one before us to the one who created all things in love. Bartimaeus throws off his cloak, his most treasured possession, springs up and comes to Jesus with great hope and disarming clarity. Mark locates the power of this encounter in the initiative of Bartimaeus. He calls out, he comes to Jesus, he articulates his desire. Jesus enables the process by asking, what do you want me to do for you? It's not a rhetorical question. He wants to hear Bartimaeus say exactly what he desires, exactly how much he believes Jesus can do. Bartimaeus speaks straight from the heart. Teacher, let me see again. Jesus heals him immediately with a word. No mud, no spittle, not even a touch. Go, your faith has made you well. Go, Jesus tells him. But he doesn't go. He decides on the spot that Jesus' way is his way and follows him to Jerusalem. There's no ambivalence. He's not only able to see physically, but he's also granted the grace that allows him to see the way of salvation. He's a model for Christian discipleship. Physical blindness is something that most of us cannot imagine. What it's like to live in darkness, or having learned to do that, what it would be like to suddenly see, to have to make sense out of color, depth, distance, perspective, and all those things that most of us take for granted. A book titled Space and Light records strange and moving interviews with people who were born blind and received their sight through the first successful cataract surgeries. Not everything was beautiful for these patients. For many, the change they experienced was overwhelming, depressing, and frightening. Some longed to return to the dark safety they had known. After being rescued from a life in the dark, after being hauled into the light, 
and presented with a world full of color, depth, movement, space, sights, they felt overwhelmed. Often for us, change, seeing things about ourselves and others, can trigger the same reaction. The world turns out to be much bigger than we thought, bigger and more complicated. We see ourselves, perhaps for the first time, making us self-conscious. We can choose to stay where we are. We can sit in the familiar dark where all the edges are rounded off so that we will not hurt ourselves, where we need only what keeps us in the dark. We can feel that there is no sense in getting our hopes up, no sense in seeing ourselves in another way. It can feel safer to stay with what we know, concern ourselves with what is within our reach. On one level, this is a story about one man who wanted out of his personal darkness. It's a story that holds clues for those who want the same thing. This is a kingdom story, and we want it for our own, to encounter Jesus, to be called to him, to find words to tell him what we desire, and to be made whole. To trade our spiritual blindness so that we can see again, see ourselves, see our world, see Jesus clearly without shadow. What a leap of faith to cry out, spring up, and ask for our heart's desire. Are we willing to learn, like Bartimaeus, our way around the obstacles and through the newness of it into the mystery of it? Are we willing to see everything there is, the good along with the bad, the beautiful along with the ugly, in ourselves, in others, in the world? Having regained our sight, we may, like Bartimaeus, see that our way may no longer look as appealing as Jesus' way, which leads to Jerusalem through a garden passed across to an empty tomb. Take heart, get up, he is calling you. <laughs>